Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirits and spirit decks in the world of Magic the Gathering. On this episode, I have a special guest. He's going to be my correspondent from this point on for Legacy. Do I got you titillated? I hope so. Let's get this episode episode started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode of MTG Ectoplasm. I'm your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach me at Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. I would like to hear from you. I'd like to hear your thoughts, your, your, your philosophies. Hell, if there's something you want to hear on the show, email me, reach out to me. You know what? We might, we might make it happen. Well, let me begin by saying I want to thank you, the listener, everyone worldwide listening to the show, making this show phenomenal making this great this show great if it wasn't for you this would never happen i'm going to do a shout out again i'm shouting out the u.s germany brazil australia taiwan uk canada france italy singapore philippines japan finland austria australia uh yeah austria slovakia and switzerland thank you for joining switzerland i'm a little disappointed there's one continent i do not have and i want africa if we have friends in Africa, please share this show with them. I want to hear more from, I want to hear from Africa. Also, Latin America, come on, Brazil. Come on, Brazil. Reach out to the Colombians, the Peruvians, the Paraguayans, the Chileans. I want to hear from them. And don't forget my friends in Mexico. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. It's this time where I'm going to bring on my special guest, Welcome to the show, my spirit correspondent, Peter Valco. Welcome to the Hello, show, man. Peter. How are you doing, doing, my man? How you doing? How you, how you feeling? I'm feeling all right. Excited to be on the show and excited to you know, share my thoughts and opinions and my experience here. Very nice. Very nice. Well, since you're excited, you know what? Why don't you tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself? No, there's not much to tell uh, as far as relevant information. Um, I'm Peter. I'm 29 years old. I live in Aberdeen, New Jersey, and I've been playing uh, Magic for about 13 years now. My main formats are currently Legacy and Modern, and I am uh, strictly a online arena player. Very nice. Very nice. Now, uh, Peter, as a spirit player, I have to ask this. Um, what is your favorite spirit and why? So when I saw this question on the paper document, whatever, um, I was thinking, does he want a legacy-relevant spirit? Does he want a modern-relevant spirit? Is he talking general spirits? So I went with general spirits here. Okay. And I think I went with my all-time favorite, Kakusho the Evening Star. Wow, you went old school. He, let me tell you something. In my old playgroup, this guy used to be a monster mm-hmm. to the point where people stopped playing games. He just, and I, I honestly can't remember, like, it was some sort of sack infinite combo, but just... Just an angry, dark spirit dragon is, yeah, that's my top spirit. Yeah, right there. I don't blame you. I had a friend uh, uh, who used to play with him 
Kakushu all the time, and it was awful. It was just an awful experience, but I don't blame you. Kakusho is definitely one of my top spirits in the world of spirits itself. And can we just talk for a minute how, like, every other one of those dragons is awful? Yes. <laughs> it's like, okay, so here's the dark dragon. He's going to basically rule everything. You guys can go sit in the corner and put counters on things and deal little bits of damage. Yeah. Oh, one does five. The other one does this. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's not worth it. No, no. Kakusho, you know, anybody, if you don't know Kakusho, please look him up. Yeah, he he's just an evil, nasty dragon out there, and thank God he's a spirit. Thank well, God. Shout out to my uh, Kakusho players. There you go. Uh, let me begin because you are my legacy correspondent. You're the the my general, my in my my advisor, my personal advisor to legacy. What's you know? Since I mostly focus on modern, I'm starting to get into pioneer. What what? What is the difference between the just overall feel of spirits in legacy compared to modern? Well, first of all, I'd like to commend you, uh, commend you for your vast, uh, you know, grip to jump right from uh, modern, and then go to pioneer, and then jump right to legacy from pioneer. Bravo. No um, so. The feel, the feel of any, like, between Bank Coco and Azoria Spirits in the world of modern legacy, yeah, I, this is something I'm going to repeat a lot. Uh, there's no Force of Wills in modern, and there are in legacy. You have um, Azorius and um, the Bank Coco build, or my build that I use. They, The only non-creature spell is basically the Aether Vial, the Force of Will, and the Collected Company. Mm. Everything else is a spirit. Okay. In, the uh, modern build is definitely a more creature-heavy build. Where Collected Company and Azorius, um, I mean, um, Aether Vial are your main non-creature spells. Mm. Mm. Now, like, like, is there mass? Like, when I think of legacy, I, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm wrong because of my ignorance toward legacy, but is there a mass? Like, is there a lot of creature destruction in legacy? There is. Creature destruction. And as far as between actual spot removal and mass board wipes, you know, you've got your black decks out there running, uh, running Fatal Push, um, and a lot of those decks are Grixis, so they'll be running Lightning Bolt with that. Lightning Bolt's all over the format. Uh, Swords to Plowshare, Path to Exile, because some decks in Legacy don't run Basics, and people want to take advantage of that. Uh, as far as mass board wipes... Supreme Verdict is uh, held pretty steadily between uh, control decks. Um, haven't seen it much since the banning, but, you know, we'll say things are still shaping up. Mm. Dead of Winter is a big one, or was a big one. I don't know how big it is since Snowco's gone. Really, it's hard to say. Again, a lot of this is, you know, the, we just had a big banning, and um, the game's still changing. I'm still seeing a lot of the interesting stuff from leagues that I'm going to from time to time. So, you know, we're, we're still wait, waiting for you know, that steady look at things. But for now, those are the, uh, those would be the removal packages. That now, now, like you brought up the fact that there was the, the, the huge banning that the uh, Watsi had to sit there and clean up their actual mess from, but like in the legacy meta, you guys are still cleaning up in there as well. Like the modern, the meta is all shook up there. So what, like, well, go ahead. There's a difference between cleaning up the meta and, uh, 
a meta being shook up. The bannings, while unexpected, were welcome in my book and a lot of people I know. Mm-hmm. Dreadhorn Arcane was way too fast. You drop him on turn two, unless you have a counterspell or answer for him, then he's attacking, peering through his deck, being protected. It's crazy. Oko was just... It's, it, it, it needs to stay in vintage and the occasional brawl on arena, but that's it. He's too powerful. The fact that you can just... Now your creature's an elk, and then generate more creatures and swap things around... It's too chaotic and too crazy, and it gives your opponent way too much control. Okay. And Arkham and Astrolabe allowed too many four-color decks to go around, and those can be pretty formidable. Phil, mm. so what does the current meta look like? Like, even though like people are still trying to figure out, like right now, Pioneer and uh, modern players are still trying to figure out their meta. Uh, it, the, I'm assuming Legacy is the same way, but what right now, what is the like? The top eight, the, the, the current meta over in Legacy. So we're looking at, um, you know, what we, three weeks from this ban, two weeks from this ban. Now, I basically was wondering, you know, what do I refer to for this? What's my, what would be my top eight? I've seen everything all over the place between Enchantress to a bunch of show and tell to all sorts of st- stuff since the bannings. So what I did was I went to uh, Goldfish, okay. and I looked at uh, what they've done uh, or recorded from the 18th up until I'd say probably it was the 24th, 25th I wrote this down. Mm-hmm. And I'm basically seeing here was, number one, we have Sneak and Show. That's all over the place. Between Omnitel, more Sneak and Show, though. That's what we're seeing. Number two, Doomsday. That's been sitting around for a while, and that's one part of the format I think we really need to fix. Doomsday is way too fast. And can just it, it can win on turn one. Wow! And that's just that's really unacceptable for legacy in my book, at least. Mm. Unless you're going really outlandish with your deck, okay. And you know, you're messing with your odds. Soulfly Delver comes in at number three. Um, yeah, I have no hate for this. Delver's a good archetype, a fair archetype. Um, yeah. Death and Taxes number four. This is uh this is a legacy deck that has seen some years. This is both the what I'm gonna talk about later with, you know, certain parts of magic just repeating itself, or maybe repeating itself is a bad word, but coming up over and over again. And what comes up over and over again throughout sets is taxing effects. Okay. And only makes this deck stronger. Mm. Ad nauseum tendril storm would be number five. Um not hard deck to interact with if you can protect yourself, but other than that, it's a storm deck. What do you expect? <laughs> uh, number six, I have written as Grixis Variety. Anywhere between Grixis Delver and Grixis Show and Tell, which would be, that would really fall sneak and show, but you know, it's just a, a lot of Grixis running around right now. Um, Number seven would be land. Strictly, um, you know, I've seen a lot of Naya builds, uh, yeah. the black green. I guess I could throw the turbo deaths into there with the black green turbo deaths running around. Mm-hmm. And finally, um, number eight would be what's being labeled all over the place is just blue, white, uh, black. But it's really just, it's. I'm calling it Esper Mentor. This okay. deck is trying to get its uh, Monastery Mentor out and flood the board and control the game until then. Wow, I, that sounds interesting. It's an interesting, it's an interesting topic to start out with, and 
I'm fine with everything on this list other than Doomsday being at t- number two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Death and Taxes is a very fair deck. Sneak and Show, I don't mind as much as much as I used to because, you know, you learn how to fight that kind of stuff. But, yeah, that's where it stands right now. <laughs> like, so, I mean... What does that mean for spirits? I mean, is it spirits in a good position, or or should we be cautious as spirit players going into Legacy? So I think you referred to this in one of your other questions here, and what I'm going to um, say is that I'm gonna I'm, I, we'll get to that late part later, but I guess really how um, spirits is positioned, it's honestly falls short of just a fringe deck. It's not quite meta, but it will catch people by surprise enough you'll win games and you know with the tribe is broad okay i'll just say it now with the tribe as broad as spirits which you can i can't recall a set recently that spirits hasn't come up in or a spirit hasn't been involved in so with the tribe as broad as that is definitely has room to grow in my eyes absolutely right. okay the that's the, that, that's what i like ahead. to hear because like like my thing is that uh, I, I originally looked at spirits almost a year and a half ago two years ago where i went to philadelphia for a an event and i'm a spirit guy and i wanted to play spirits but man they, it, it didn't have the oomph it didn't have the chutzpah show you know to you know to do anything and now that i'm seeing legacy right. players like yourself and others out there trying to make a difference um i'm you know i'm happy to hear you know spirits has a you know it is there it still has a little room to grow, and that's okay. You know, growing is a positive thing. Well, here's the, here's the thing about that is that modern and pioneer have found, you know, that spirits have found a home there and a good build. That's great. Legacy is a much bigger format. We're like tribes have to – tribal decks have to be really fast, such as like Goblin right now that has Muxus, mm-hmm. where spirits honestly falls in the same position as, in my opinion, maybe a little bit better than Merfolk. Whereas you go to these events, like I remember going to paper events and I'd think of like, okay, the decks I'm definitely going to see, like show and tell, death and taxes, things like that. But then I'd also think of like the fringe decks that might pop up, like uh, Red Prison. That always something you should expect at a legacy event. I don't blame you. No. Like, like when I went to that Philly event, I, I, I there was nothing I really liked, so I ended up bu- building ley lines. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this. I uh, the first legacy deck I built and uh, in paper and brought to you know qualifiers and things like that or not well like Magic Fest I guess we call them now um, is Affinity like old school like the 2016-18 Affinity uh, but Legacy and it, it would run anywhere between a Glimpse of Nature package, a Stoneforge package, or a Tezzeret package. Oh, that sounds interesting. Oh yeah, it was fun. Okay, well, so let's get into the the nitty gritty. What the what the listening audience wants to know about spirits in Legacy. We're gonna we're gonna focus on two uh, major builds, and I want to start with Azorius. Um, what does the Azorius build look like in Legacy, and how does it differentiate from the modern build? So let's talk a looks first before we get into the nitty-gritty of the actual operation between the two. For looks, there's not much looking different. Your mana base is looking different because you got dual lands and some wastelands. Um, you're not running Selfless Spirit, and it's really just making things indestructible in Legacy kind of a moot point sometimes where as there's 
three short guys running around there where it's just then, then it's just a two one body right so that's one thing that looks a little bit different you're running fewer maybe running let now probably go down from four to two rattle chains um just because you have your force of wills cuts need to be made um that's the other difference you have force of wills in here as opposed to uh in modern where you're kind of just running out your creatures and your countering is being done with Spellcaller and Mausoleum Wanderer. Um, other than that, you know, other than the sideboard, it doesn't look much different. Um, the deck operates, however, the same as the modern counterpart. Wow. Where in my eyes, it, it runs out of gas way too quickly. Oh, okay. Like, I'm, and, I'm, I'm an Azorius player. I love Azorius. Um, I love the Azorius build, but I... I Okay, if it runs out of gas, I mean, then should should we not add no. more spirits to it? Well, that's the thing. When I mean run out of gas, I mean that you're in a position where okay, you've dropped your you've started with a good seven card hand. You've dropped your turn one mausoleum wander, it died. You dropped your turn two uh, spirit of labyrinth, it died. Oh, you spell followed something. Oh, they killed it. Oh, now you have two cards in hand. You ran out your last card, it died, and now you're drawing and drawing. Whereas with the collected company build, I like that if I'm at that point, I can hope to top deck a collected company and put some more bodies on the board. Okay, so basically that would be your ne- negative. That's the that's the negative about the Azorius build that it just there's there's so much creature destruction that it, you know it's hard to come back from. Well. I mean, in any format, you're going to have creature destruction, whether it comes sooner or later, that's another thing. The fact of the matter is, is that, you know, what are you doing after that? What are you doing after your creature gets blocked? Like, you're sitting with, like, no cards in your hand, and this isn't a deck that we could really fit in, like, you know, card draw. We want to be massing the board with spirits. Okay. Uh, like, here's a side question. Like, this, like, and this is my ignorance. Why wouldn't we want to put Moreland Haunt? Like is Moreland Haunt even in the 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 legacy builds? I see it in a lot of legacy builds, not in the band build I use, but and I have tried it in these builds. Here's my problem with it was uh, Moreland Haunt. A, it's a one-one creature. You're making a one-one body, and you know, in some in some I say in some situations that's good enough. Mm-hmm. But when you're staring down a lot new power that we have in legacy putting down a one one body or really just the magic world in general putting a one one body and eating something out of your graveyard and hoping you can when you have one card in hand which you know it's doubtful that you're going to draw something in the blue white bill that's going to make a game breaking difference this stalemate game that you're stuck in and that you're have less cards in your hand than your opponent it's unlikely that you top deck into anything that's going to make a huge change okay Oh man, that, that that breaks my heart a little bit. Honestly, it, 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 there I want to find a way to make it work because I see you know I see people running stone blade packages of this in Legacy and like regular blue white versions, and I guess their matchups are better. But the matchups I I I know I play against on um, Moto, it's just you know you don't get that chance. You want to be able to rebuild. Okay. Well, then let's get to the Bant build. Um, what's that look like, and is it different from how the modern build looks or feels like? So, 
here are the pros and cons of the band spirits and legacy and how it goes between the two. Um, so the band Coco operates in the same way in modern as it does in legacy in a way. The band Coco can start a game in a variety of ways. Turn one could be a hierarch or intervile or mausoleum wanderer. And sometimes being on the draw can be a blessing in the sense that you know your matchup and that that turn one play can be more apparent because that can change a lot of things in, in the Cocoa Belt. Right. You, have like, you have a couple different routes you can take. The band deck itself, again, much like uh, modern Azorius Spirits compared to its legacy counterpart, the dance of playing the deck is pretty much the same other than having Force of Wills involved um, and the collective companies itself. As far as the difference between legacy and modern, you've got Caracas's in. I should have mentioned this in the Azorius build too. That is a plus side that can help. But you have Caracas's and you have plans. There's the difference right there. Um, you have in legacy, and I, I guess I'm pepping up now because I'm talking about the band build. <laughs> but you have your force of wills to back you up. You have now, if you think about it, one, two, three, four. You have 16 counter spells in that deck between Spell Queller, Mausoleum, Wanderer, and Force Will. Oh. Okay. Uh, other than that, you know, like I said, the dance of the deck is pretty much the same. Other than the fact that Coco can really just, you know, you're you're in a dead spot, and you can wait till your opponent's turn, and then they think they're gonna drop that last cast that last piece that they need, and you Coco into a Spell Queller, and you you're able to. Just steal it from there. That's great. Awesome. Oh, that's great. Now, let me ask you because you get, you know, here, here's my ignorance. You know, I, like I said, I'm a modern player going into Pioneer learning about legacy. So this is me learning from, from you. Okay. Okay. Caracas. And excuse the Spanish accent in that. Caracas or Caracas. Uh, what, what's the point of putting uh, that card in the deck? So. Okay, uh, yes, I really have, and I, I, I say this with no malice, I really have to embrace the ignorance of not playing Legacy. So Emrakul gets pooped out by Show and Tell. There's a deck called Show and Tell, the first deck I mentioned in the top tier there, where their whole point is to play this card named Show and Tell, which you know of. Yeah, right. you, yeah. you play they literally will just drop, uh, drop Emrakul. And a great answer to that is saying, okay, so you, it doesn't have haste, I'm going to Play by land for the turn. It's a Caracas, and I'm going to bounce your Emrakul back to your hand and hope you don't have another show and tell. Wow. Okay. It all has Dark Deaths. Dark Deaths is a legendary when, uh, token when it poops out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Merit Liege, the 2020 Indestructible. Yes, yes. There's a lot of legendaries running around in uh, Legacy. Okay. I was unaware of that. I was. Uh, yes. Now, usually in these Legacy decks, are they running one or two? Caracas. It depends on the build and really the meta at the time, but it's usually just one. Okay. Because like, I'm starting to build my paper legacy. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, like learning from you, I'm like, okay, I want to, like, I know how to, like, I have my modern deck, I play with it. I built my paper pioneer, I play with it. I play with both of these decks every day so I can learn more how they work um so i also have the bant one on both uh built so have no fears i know you're a bant player I, i'm more a zorius built but i did both 
now in legacy, you know, I'm starting to build. And I'm like, okay, I see the Caracas. I'm like, okay, how does this work? Yada, yada. So it, it's it's pretty neat. Now, besides, like, since I've been playing for years, I, I have all majority of these cards. But for, a new, let's say, a new player, not in paper, because God forbid, paper, ugh, it's got to be very, very expensive. And it, it really is. So why would, because you, you team him to be an mtgo player why would a like a new player want to get into legacy be you know because the way i'm thinking it's like maybe it's the sticker shock they'll be like no 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 no, i'll just go to modern or i'll play pioneer so you know aside from sticker shock the only thing you have to prepare for and really you know as far as sticker shock uh the only thing that's relevant in paper magic which hasn't been really much of a thing because of covid but uh, Legacy is more uh, affordable on Moto. It's you know it's laughable how cheap you can get dual lands for compared to paper. Um, otherwise, entering the format, you know, be prepared for faster games and even more a uh, wide variety of decks, and feeling much less safe when someone's tapped out. I was gonna say why, but then then I th- it hit me force of will. Okay, force of will, force negation, days. Um, oh, I forgot it, about days. Yeah, days. Yeah, days is a mother. <laughs> oh God, just like oh, I don't have that one man. I guarantee that's so, probably off that the Demir. Uh, what what's this, the uh, the insect guy that flips because of an instant? Oh God, I forgot the guy's name. The insect. Uh, oh, uh, Delver. Delver. That's it. Delver of Secrets. Yeah. Yes. Now, why would a player want to go to Legacy? Yeah, There's really please. one simple answer to that, and that's because they want to use play using cards not legal and standard and pioneer and modern, et cetera, like that. Mm. The Legacy is, again, I speak from this as a Moto perspective because Moto, it's like, okay, you want to buy a new deck, you got like three $500 to spend, go ahead, do it. You got it in your collection, go do it. It's a different world for Moto, but... I want to see, you know, like I, I've been this past summer, I played around with a bunch of different decks. I had a little bit of money to burn. And I played around with a bunch of different decks. I tried to bring stasis back. Um, How'd that go for you? Oh, it, it not well, because, <laughs> you know, it was, it was a combination package of stasis and wilderness reclamation. And my friend and I are still working on build, but it's just, it's getting, it's a lot of just drops you got to make. Can, can I make a, there's a uh, Vidalkin wizard. You uh, tap a blue, return target permanent back to your hand. So basically you uh, tap the blue, like at the, at the, your opponent's turn. Yeah. Tap, tap the blue, return the stasis back to your hand. You untap everything. And then you replay the stasis on your turn. That, that is some deep in New York alleyway, dirty stuff right there. I have to tell him. Yeah, like I've been playing, like I said, I've been playing for two decades. So, I mean, I, I think it's like Veldek and Veldalkin something. I, I know it starts with Veldalkin something. I think it came That's from Fifth Dawn. Dirty. It's a wizard. It's dirty. Oh, I'm an awful person. I'm okay, not. I have to tell him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, hey, hey, you weren't aware of that whole Teferi spell quality oh, interaction. Well, why don't we tell the listening audience right now, like what happens is there's a build out there that there yeah. was a gentleman who ended up going 5-0. Now, I, I can't shot him out, it, uh, it, but I can tell you that he topped 
in January. And he was running, and I'll run down what he was doing. He had uh, he had some rattle chains, some spectral sailors, a spectral shepherd. When I was like, what the hell is this? Sky Cave Apparition, Spirit of the Labyrinth, Supreme Phantom, Mausoleum Wanderer, Spell Queller, obviously yeah. Aether Biles, Force of Wills, Sword to Plowshare, and Two Time uh, Two t- uh, Teferi Time Raveler. And you were explaining to me about the Spectral Shepherd and Teferi, and it never occurred to me. So what you do with the Spectral Shepherd is, so you have your Teferi on the battlefield. You have a, a spell quality that has already eaten a spell, and you see you'll have your Spectral Shepherd on the battlefield. Five open men in this scenario. There's way, way, many ways to go about and be good. But you see now your opponent's played something else that four or less that you want to counter or eat whatever quell quell if you will quell so you then bounce the spell caller back to your hand which yes releases the spell that's under it but they can't cast it because the fairies out right so take back that spell caller and quell the next spell that they're casting then leaving that other spell in exile that's it's brilliant i i didn't never it never occurred to me that 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 strategy Yes, no, it's 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 uh it's a formidable one. Yes, absolutely. Now, mind you, that that individual five owed back in January. So, if you want to look it up, um, I'll I'll you know just go to my uh, uh, Twitter later on this afternoon. Uh, I'm posting this. Uh, you, you, as, as soon as you see this uh, episode, I'll post out that thing and look at the stack. Oh my God, it's it's an interesting build. Um, I suggest. Building it and playing it, I, I guarantee you'll be jovial, you'll be giddy about it. it. It's interesting because he popped that in before Calheim and before and, and before the bannings. So, you know, good time to come in with a spicy win like that. There you go. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I We've discussed everything that I want to discuss about uh, spirits. Anything you want to share extra about spirits? Well, really just reiterating the fact that, you know, Spirits is a broad format. It's, I mean, a broad tribe. It will, there will be more spirits. This isn't a deck like, this isn't like we're waiting for the next dinosaur to be printed. No, this is, you know, we're, we're ghosts. Ghosts are everywhere. Okay. If I have to be re- real about this, ghosts are everywhere and people die a lot in magic. So ghosts are popping up. Yeah. So expect more spirits in the future. That's right. We want our opponents to say that's boo sheet. Now, uh, Peter, my my legacy correspondent, um, you know what? I'm going to let you have the floor. Why don't you uh, uh, tell us, you know, tell us what you want to promote, your product, services. Tell us where the listening audience can get a hold of you. So before I realized that you had such a broad audience between international, I found you in a New Jersey um, magic uh, group and on Facebook. And I figured, you know, in general with Magic the Gathering people, we all like, they, at least, I'm too indecisive to get one. They like their tattoos. They like to get their favorite card or their favorite image from a card on their body. So I know a great place you can go and get that done. It's called the Jersey Tattoo Company in Toms River, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, They are located. They're located at uh, 6900 John F. Kennedy Boulevard, West Guttenberg, New Jersey. And I got, I'm sorry, that's the wrong address. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
just take what you will as a, as a correspondent. Um, that was awful. So, <laughs> Look, ladies and gentlemen, oh. ladies and gentlemen, just so you're aware, every other piece of information he's given us has been wonderful. Has been great. Uh, unless I you owe this tattoo shop, then yeah, you're you're in trouble. So they're located at twenty eight eleven New Jersey thirty seven Tom's River, New Jersey. Um, they do good work, and they got a lot of people, uh, great people working for them. And you know, as uh, someone who dabbles in art myself, you know, change great. Everything looks awesome. Honestly, if I wasn't so indecisive, I'd get my one myself. Well, are you? Do you do the tattoos yourself, or? No, no, no. Uh, a good friend of mine does uh, apprentices over there, and I thought I'd give him a shout out. Okay, I was gonna say like let, tell him like Peter Co- uh, Falco sent you, and you listen yes. to him on MTG Ectoplasm, and who knows, you may get a, uh, you know, uh, a, a nice firm handshake. I can't say yes, any any discount. A firm handshake from an gentleman who's uh, quite a nice guy and when you go in there see if Bree's there she's quite an interesting person to talk to there you go all right well you know what ladies and gentlemen it's come out it's come to our shout out time where we're going to shout out the best of the best the cream of the crop the creme de la creme is that me yes definitely you peter (laughs) (laughs) so I just poke. I honestly, I wrote this down just to be safe because I didn't know just you writing this as your part of your script or my script. So I did do the research anyway. Now, what I've seen, you know, we'll go to the top of the uh, formats now. Pioneer, Niv to Light is ruling everything. That's no surprise. With the bandings, I knew Niv to Light would come right with every color available to them. Yes, they're going to do great. Uh, modern, we're going back to the summer of this past 2020 with Blitz. The top deck in the format. Oh my god, this deck is annoying. While it is extremely rare, it's just incredibly annoying and just it's like getting attacked by a thousand bees. I hear you. It's awful. So then finally, uh historic. We have John Sacrifice being the top deck there. And in Legacy we have Delver, Teamer Delver being the top deck in Legacy. Wow. So, spirit players, you know what you have to face, guys. You know what you got to face, and you you got to step out to the challenge. So let let me let me shut out here the best spirit players in modern and legacy. Uh, in February twenty sixth, we have a gentleman go five zero in Azorius build, and that's Leyline of the Cat. That's right, his name is Leyline of the Cat. He was running three unsettled Mariner, Akira, and a Phantasmal Image. How about that? What is Leyline of the Cat? What would Leyline of the Cat do? Just like you get near it and it just hisses. Yeah, basically, it's like it, 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 it's a, it, the uh, flavor text is a, instead of says it crackle, it crackles and booms. All you hear is a horrific hiss. I, I would love it if there was just a huge uproar from this day forward for a cat Leyline. Oh, that would be funny. Like every turn you get at the beginning of your upkeep, you get a one-one kitten. And you can cast cat spells with flash. That, ooh, wow. See, now you're thinking outside the box. No, well, they pounce. They're, 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 they're unexpected critters. Yes, they are. Now, in Pioneer, uh, I saw several players. They went top eight, and I saw one go top four. But like I said, here on the show, we only do top one. We saw one I saw this one player go 5-0 in a mono blue build. 
and I had to ask my wife how to pronounce your name, and I'm sorry. Sayuski. Sayuski. And he was using a snow build with 20 islands, a snow-covered islands, and two faceless havens. And, of course, he was using Ascendant Spirit. Now, you're proving me wrong. I, I poo-pooed Ascendant Spirit. You heard of me saying on the... I'm sorry? Yeah, Ascendant Spirit, Ascendant Spirit I saw from the beginning. Once I saw that card spoiled, I was like, I've got to try this. And honestly, it, it, the few times I have been able to test it, it's been very good. And it's you expect really, as far as snow, expect more of it to be involved with spirits in the future. Because aside from, you know, the actual good pairing of the two packages of snow and spirits together, dead things like to hide out in the cold. Uh, that, yeah, that's true. But not me personally, I poo-pooed that, that card, and I'm happy somebody's proven me wrong. That's good. Uh, the next thing, historic. Unfortunately, no one topped, uh, made the top of the top. Come on, guys. I believe in you. Well, here's the problem with historic right now. I want to play a good collected company. And, you know, there are builds out there of posted collected company spirits in historic. There's not enough good spirits yet. It's just sad. We don't. We need spell queller on arena. It's mm. just bad. We need spell queller. We need dropsicle captain. And with all the talk of going back to Innistrad and things like that, and yeah. maybe getting an anthology set soon, it could happen. Well, I if you I don't know if you listened to the last show, but uh, spirits is coming back in Strickhaven. You heard it here, ladies first, ladies and gentlemen. There will be spirit decks, or there will be spirit cards in Strickhaven. The rise of dead people. I love Go it. Monsters. Yes, sir. And in Legacy, unfortunately, no one top one. Um, but keep on trying, guys. I believe in you. I have faith. Uh, I know that Spirits is the best deck. This is my personal feeling. I don't care what you say. You can argue with me. You can be blue in the face. Spirits is the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. You know what, Peter? It's come to the end of the show. It has. It's oh. been a fun I've enjoyed being on, and I'd like to th- really just thank everyone for listening, especially, you know, for, well, to me, talk and my unvalidated points. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank all of you listeners out there who are listening to this episode and who made this podcast the best of the best. I want to thank all of you. Without you, I would be nothing. Please reach out to me on my Twitter at mtgectoplasm or email me at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. Like I said, I want to hear from you. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, I want to hear your opponent say, That's Boo Sheet.